This week in our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This week in our collective heads This week in our collective heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Kevin, and I'm joined by Patrick, the man with the only dogs that I will willingly pet. Yes. It's I'm true. honored. I'm honored. <laughs> They're fun dogs. They, they are. This <laughs> is episode 105, yep. and we're going to be talking about all the gaming news. If you haven't been with us before, then this is the right place to yep. get all of the gaming news for this week. Um, we're up on, on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud. Yep. iTunes, all those different places. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook so you get the most up-to-date stuff because we can't do this show every single day as much as we'd like to. So we get, we'll get we tweet out news as well throughout the week. Uh, and this this show is to give you a, a roundup of the most interesting news, gaming news of the week because a lot of times there's a lot of news, stuff you may miss, and we want to give you that in a really easy-to-digest formula. Yeah. yeah. And we, we curate it and make sure that it's only the interesting stuff that we care about because there's news that we just Skip. Yeah. <clears throat> Starting out with, as we always start out with, backwards compatible games. Yeah. And this one is a really big surprise to me because after they did the Master Chief Collection, mm -hmm. I kind of figured that backwards compatibility for, for Halo was off the table because they would be like, no, no, no. If you want to play those games, buy you can just here. buy here. Yeah. So we have uh, Halo. Halo 3. Halo 3. Yep. ODST yep. and Halo 4. That's right. So Halo 2 was already backwards Halo compatible? Halo 2 was already backwards compatible. Yeah. Uh, Halo 3, uh, the, these games were not. Um, I didn't like ODST personally. Uh, I thought that it was too um, It was too different than the rest of the... They, they tried to do like a Halo Call of Duty where it's like, look at your cool uh, HUD and look at the cool things you can do. And almost like the, the Arkham... Um, uh, what was it called? It's the the detective mode in Arkham, where you can click that on, and you yeah. like, they, they had that in the game. And okay. to me, it took away from the fun and running around and is it stuff. is it ODST or is it Reach, where you're playing uh, not Master Chief and you're on the planet and like it's it's after Earth's already been hit. I believe that is ODST. Okay. You're not a, you're not Master Chief in ODST. Okay, so the. I, I like that idea. I like the idea of of taking taking something because. Um, the story of Halo has always been like this massive, grandiose. I mean, it's it's a it's a literal <laughs> galaxy-spanning adventure. Yeah, it is. And so, like, it's it's got some of the same issues that I have with with like Star Wars. It's like, okay, not everything is about the Skywalker family, <laughs> and only the Skywalker family is is where everything happens. So, Master Chief can be in a lot of places, mm -hmm. but the story behind it and the lore yeah. of of the Halo universe. Yeah. Is way is way more interesting than can be encompassed with a single character. Oh, I agree. I agree. And so I, I like that idea, and I'm glad that this is a game that people will get to yeah. uh, get to preserve and yeah. get to have that experience if yeah. they want. Unfortunately, it's not a very good game, but you get to do that. You play an orbital drop shock trooper. Yeah, but but you could watch the videos. You could watch the videos and enjoy the the story and everything, which is completely fine. Uh, this week we didn't get to make up games, which is unfortunate. 
No, we it, knew what all of those were. <laughs> we knew what those Ish, were. at if, least. If we don't know what a backwards compatible game is, we have to make it up on the spot. Uh, which those can, are fun. Which can be fun. Uh, spe- speaking of making up things on the spot, we're not going to make this up on the spot because uh, the totes for this week, the topic of the episode show, uh, which will be uh, later on in the podcast or a separate video on YouTube, uh, is your favorite turn-based RPG. Yeah, so... Those are my uh, jam. And uh, I have and, thoughts on that. And a counter question, are turn-based RPGs dead? No. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> First, we're going to talk about Steam. It's uh, more to discuss. And the review, and the review bombs. Uh, so Steam's brought, rolled out a new uh, a way of basically looking at review averages to, to take yeah. a look at um, at how games did. You can see uh, if people uh, how you know if people enjoyed it, and if people came in and started review bombing all at once, you could really easily tell uh, through that metric. Yeah, and one of the things that they that Steam said when they were talking about this, was they said that um, overall, uh, review bombs can can look detrimental, like, when if you, if if you just, just visit the, the Well, if you're just visiting the page. But over time, yeah. um, these, these are bumps that don't affect the overall score as much as people would think they do. Because even, you know, like, 10,000 reviews, mm-hmm. unless it's a very, very small game that gets bombed. Yeah. Um, and so this is a response to what happened... Uh, with Firewatch because Firewatch got review bombed after they said that PewDiePie couldn't play it and uh, yeah um, they were in the wrong because mm-hmm. he because he is creating new content and you don't have to um, this isn't like trying to sell knockoff Disney Mickey Mouse merchandise yeah this he's he's creating his own thing yeah. and so this is not how copyright laws are supposed to exactly. be applied exactly um, it's it's going to be really interesting. Uh, like with the H three H three thing a couple weeks ago, um, the laws about the internet are being defined and uh, precedents are being set by people who, for the most part, don't yeah. understand the internet. Yeah, and that's we're we're also reaching a, pro- a point where we can't write laws quick enough to keep up with technology. Uh, for instance, yeah. uh, I don't know if you know about this with um, uh, when it comes to cell phones. Uh, the federal, the way the federal law is, I don't know about Texas. I know California and some other states are like this. Uh, if you're uh, an officer, can't ask for you, you to unlock your phone. Right. An officer can't ask for your password. An officer can take your hand and put put it on the thumbprint. Yeah. So it's completely legal for them to do that and unlock your phone, because there is no. There's no law that states an officer cannot put your thumb Manipulate. On, yeah. on a thumbprint reader. Right. So if you have a thumbprint reader and you get pulled over, anything on your phone is fair game if that officer did that. Yeah. And so we the, and the, the so for those of you who have thumbprint readers, turn your phone off because it will ask for the password the first time you turn your phone back on. Yes, yeah. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'll, I'll have to look into it. The new iPhone update uh, has a, I think you click five times and it turns off uh, your thumbprint reader. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know about that one, I'll but I do know check that. it. But I think that was rolled out because of that. Because yeah, if you have, you know, there's good cops, bad cops. That's fine. Right. But if you have uh, uh, an officer who who knows that part of the law and really wants to get after whatever, yeah. then they can do that. And whatever they find on that phone, they didn't need a search warrant for, yeah. because they because they didn't 
they didn't apprehend, you know, take it. Yeah, blah blah blah. So, anyways, we'll, we'll that's a different story. So back to review bombing. Back to re- back to review bombing. Uh, uh, review bombing is a bad thing. Uh, I think that especially with Steam, because this is not like Metacritic and others where you have a specific like, okay, these are only the official reviews from right. the reviewers who are deemed yeah. worthy. And so it's 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 kind of a lackluster response yeah. from Steam overall um, because they're not really changing anything. They're just giving more information. I'm all about giving it more information, but I don't think that they've that they are taking enough responsibility for uh, allowing people to to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, because people can people can, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, I believe you can buy the game, return it, yes. and review it. Yes, you can. And so that's that's a problem because that, yeah fix fix that loophole and then at at the very least only people who have actually bought the game they have to launch the they have to pl- buy the, to me they should buy the game and be able to and they have actually played the game that's my opinion on it uh, same thing with uh, you know Netflix changed there they have the star um, mm-hmm. the star system and now they don't have that right because everyone won star Amy Schumer's uh, special well it was bad it was very bad. It was very bad. I watched half of it, and I was, and over half of the time I was watching half of it, I was like, "This isn't funny." Yeah. And and like, I don't mind raunchy humor, like Sarah Silverman and and oh, others Sarah do very great. well. And and Amy Schumer was like, "Okay, this is this is repetitive, and and it's only funny to women who think that." Never mind. I'll go into that rant another time because that's uh, that gets vulgar. But but the 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 general takeaway from that particular section, she was not funny. That's the takeaway. But more importantly, Sarah Silverman is. Sarah Silverman is, and so, she's great as Vanellope. But and speaking of things that are like Nintendo, because and also Ollie, I don't remember which one she is. You know about that, right? No. Uh. Uh. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. So Andy and Ollie mm-hmm. are Sarah Silverman and her brother. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and yeah. they they are my favorite. I, like I every time that. they Bob's come Burgers. on, yeah. every time they come on screen on Bob's Burgers, I'm like, yay! And Ollie. <laughs> They're my favorite. They're awesome. They're awesome. Uh, so if you're if you're uh, if you have a Switch or if you're a fan of classic games, then there's and some... it's June 11th when you're watching this, then play it. Golf? Yeah. This is unlockable on June 11th on uh, the anniversary of uh, Iwata's death. Well, I didn't know that part of it. Yeah, I knew. I knew. See, that that's it was one of the on other things because, like, both of us have our own news sources, and both of us learn <laughs> things on our own show. And and yeah, and uh, so NES Golf, the classic black box golf uh, edition where you play. I, I'm assuming that's Mario Jumpman Mario. There, he looks a little, little yeah. pudgy. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, this is this is on every Nintendo Switch right now. Right, and people have jailbroken their or somehow found. You know, I, I don't know exactly if they full out jailbroken it yet, but I don't yeah, it's, it's, it's the homebrew community. It's the homebrew community. Yeah, have found has it. found that. Yeah, it's not rolled out. I mean, <clears throat> what I meant to say was I was trying to make sure to carefully not say that they, that it is jailbroken because not everyone can jailbreak their uh, switch right now and play it. Right, which sucks because I want to play this. Yeah, but I mean to honor to honor Wada. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and I, so I love it. And I. Had, and he he also did programming on that, so that's that's the connection to Iwata there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I think it's fun that mm-hmm. um, that they that, that one they have a Nintendo emulator already on there. Yeah. It's, so, so let us let us buy and play games. Yeah. Um, but two the the legacy that Iwata left yeah. is is incredibly important, cannot be mm-hmm. overstated, and so. It's 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 really special to to get to see them honoring their legacy and their yeah. history. Yeah, it's very respectful and important to 
for them to do that. Yeah, good stuff. So the game Fortnite, if you haven't played it, is a uh, it was a, a early access game you could pay to play, and, mm-hmm. and it's going to be free to play and all this right. blah blah blah. So uh, people were playing it online uh, online recently and realized that they were actually playing uh, they were actually playing with people uh, from uh, Xbox and PlayStation all together. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. And they, they figured that out because you can't do spaces in PSN names. Correct. So when a game when a user popped up with spaces, they realized okay something's quite not quite right here. Yeah. Um, which they they later turned off. Uh, makers of Fortnite turned off and said um, we're sorry it was a configuration issue. Uh, we've corrected that. Yeah. Which the, I think is because they the they have the ability to do it, but Sony's not okay with it. Yeah. Is so really Sony's not giving to. them permission. Yes, and, and, and they don't want to. They don't want to burn the bridge with Sony. Right, so and I mean, I and that's that's understandable. Yeah. But uh, the other thing about this is that this shows Sony. All you have to do is say it's okay. Sony, please yeah. say it's okay yeah. and let us play with each other. <laughs> um, yeah, because we will. Yeah, and and so Fortnite's had a really interesting week overall. Yeah, because because that went down, and. Um, then they announced they're, they're, Fortnite Battle Royale, which is the PUBG-inspired, uh, um, you know, drop-in, 100 people, just survive, um, you know, uh, yeah. which, you know, PUBG was a was a mod on Arma 3, uh, yeah. similar to how uh, DayZ was a mod on Arma 2. You have games that are taking existing games and, and messing with them to create their own uh, property. So Fortnite Battle Royale was announced and uh, PUBG is a uh, threatening lawsuit now saying yeah. that uh, you are infringing, you're, you're copying PUBG. Uh, it's too much like our game, uh, so we're, suing, we're, we're doing a cease and desist and blah, 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 all the legal crap. But yeah. the, my problem with it is um, there, there's a handful of problems with it. First and foremost, PUBG was a mod for Armor 3. Yeah. So PUBG was, and you can argue the fact that one of the guys, that, that Player Unknown worked on Arma 3, you can argue that, but yeah. that doesn't matter. But because that doesn't mean that he has the rights to Arma 3. He had, yeah, he doesn't. So the fact that you have a game that started as a mod for another game, uh, it it is the biggest game right now. Yeah. It's the biggest game in the PC community. Um, you have a, a game that got that much traction, and then you have someone else who's like, I'm going to make a game like that, because that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's a it's a concept. The yeah. the 100, you know, Battle battle Royale yeah. based, and go watch that movie if you yes. haven't. Um, and, and, like, just the idea of Last Man Standing yeah. type thing is something that, that has kind of gone away from because it used to be that whenever, whenever back when I was playing FPSs, um, online and such, sure. it was it was the you died, you were dead, and then you spectated, and you know it was it was a team against yeah. a team. Yeah. And I like I like the the temporary alliances that form, and and like the the I, I'm really hoping that data is being pulled mm-hmm. for psychologists to analyze because yep. there's some. Interesting stuff going on there. Yeah. But the the idea of Last Man Standing is not that. I mean, it's it's it, it falls for me under the category of things that are natural enough yeah. and and logical enough that yeah, that's how you do it. It's yeah. like when people try to copyright, um, you know, like if if you try to copyright a screen on a thing you hold in your hand, it's like 
No, that's that. This is where we've moved to. Yeah, and they don't and have a copyright on uh, on a Last Man Standing hundred man battle uh, game. Yeah, because like you said, it's gener- it's 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 generic enough, and that and. Uh, you have situations like with with the Dark Souls franchise. You had a game that came out and they did something in mashup that was very unique. Yeah. Well, if another game comes out that has a similar, let's make a uh, you know hardcore action RPG where your uh, where death really matters. Yeah. Uh, if you take those things and you're like, well, I'm going to make another game, that's become a genre now. Yeah. And and, and it's something. This is this is how how culture moves forward. Yeah. Is is like all these different people. Um, bringing ideas off of each other, uh, building on them, and th- those are going to branch in different ways. But there are going to be some things that come back, and people are in general just yeah. going to be like, "Yes, yeah. this is a wonderful idea," and they'll split off and do the yeah. other things. Um, first-person shooters were that way. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, at, at Doom first, and Wolfenstein, you're like, "Okay, I guess it does these games." Yeah, at first, everything that that got released as a first-person shooter, they were all called Doom clones. Yeah, but now there's like. 12 different kinds of those and and Far Cry and Call of Duty are not Doom clones and they're barely even the same it's just kind of the perspective and you shoot at stuff yeah, yeah. and so it's 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 a frivolous lawsuit and uh, in this situation Fortnite doesn't necessarily have the money to to fight it and so I am concerned mm-hmm. that uh, this could be a, a case where they just bring all the money that they've they've made off of PUBG to yeah. bear yeah. and and crush the little guy I feel like I, I may I may pitch this to to my father-in-law my father-in-law was a lawyer I may ask if he would be would be willing to be our legal correspondent on these kind of things because he did business law. I would really um, like that. Yeah, so I, I may also, I, have I may some questions. I may I may uh, I may ask him if he would uh, if he'd be a correspondent uh, for us because. Um, and he, then ooh ooh ooh, yeah. and then we can say according to our legal team. Exactly because we would have a legal team <laughs> at that point <laughs> of one. Uh, yes, uh, because he did he did business law and uh, would be uh, at least familiar with you know a lot. A lot of this is new <clears throat> new grounds, but yeah. you you but he, have, but he he would have understand the to concepts like, that are being applied. Yeah, he yeah. would. He would. So I may I may check into that because I be think cool. it'd be a big cool asset to have. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, next up, we have uh, the Tribeca Games Festival. Yeah. It's coming in April. Uh, Kojima is going to be the the keynote speaker. Yeah. But they've got like Ken Levine and a bunch of other like famous names from from gaming in general. Yeah. Um, this is and, the first time they're doing a gaming uh, 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 convention, if you will. That they normally do. Uh, the, Tribeca does the film festival. Tribeca. Right. Film and they've festival. they've had like panels for sure. games that were related to movies, and they apparently they've. Recognize that this sixty billion dollar industry might be worth noticing. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so, so this is this is a really exciting thing. This is coming in April. Um, it, I mean, it's Tribeca, so it'll be I'm, in California. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it though. Uh, I'm happy because it's being recognized by people who, uh, because video games are art, yeah. and and that means that you have really good art and you have really bad art. But the really good art, or even the interesting things that people are trying to do different, you know, to push boundaries, is interesting and should be should be analyzed as such because there's a lot that can be that can be gleaned from that. I also like the fact that um, okay, so PAX is different from E3 is different from Rooster Teeth or uh, uh, what what do they call the Rooster Teeth one? Um, one in Austin. I know which one you're talking about, but I don't. But yeah, there's there's like a bunch of different gaming conventions yeah, yeah. that that are are focused on specific uh, 
niche areas. Sure. And uh, Trebekah, I feel, will will look at it as from the artistic perspective, yeah. and I think that'll be a really interesting thing to see how that plays out and and what kind of alliances are formed there. Yeah, yeah, because we've we've learned with The Last of Us and many other games um, that video games are video games can be an amazing way to tell stories, and sometimes they're a better way to tell a story than a movie. Yeah, yeah, excited about that. Uh, we got some uh, uh, upcoming games uh, for you as well, though. Yeah, uh, this week is is Tokyo Game Show, and Sony had a, a presser before the deal, and they gave us a ton of really interesting news. Um, and so, Dragon's Crown and Final Fantasy IX uh, are games that were on the PS2 and PS1, respectively. Or PS3 and PS1, respectively. And Dragon's Crown is, is an absolutely amazing game. I, I, I love that game so much, yeah. and I... I Beat the crap out of it with all the characters and, and like all the the ludicrously proportioned and like uh, magical beat 'em ups yeah. is something you don't get very often and sure. and so it was it was really fun to to get to have that the story's fun um, and and the the overarching uh, concepts are good and then just the the game is just beautiful. Yeah. I love Vanillaware's art, and yeah. I, I, I'm really looking forward to, to 13 Sentinels, even though that's going to be completely different. But Dragon's Crown Pro is coming to PS4. I played it on uh, PS3 and Vita, and it's it's just a gorgeous game. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy IX is probably my second or third favorite Final Fantasy. I can see that. Um, because it, 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 was, it was the last... It was the last of kind of the, the core games for me. Yeah. Uh, because... Uh, 10, 12, 13, they, they, they went off in, in very much a, a tech something else yeah. kind of way. Yeah. And it's, it's and, and Final Fantasy IX was very much a throwback to the, the original three yeah. on Nintendo. Um, and those, those were, hey, you're, you're a couple of heroes and you're going to save the world and, yeah. and collect crystals and protect them from the bad guys. Yeah. And then they did some interesting things with it at the end. But, Final Fantasy IX is is a fantastic story. Um, the the characters, except for Quina, are wonderful. Uh, the the villain, the villains, are wonderful, and it's 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 just a great, pretty, really funny game. Yeah. And then the silent drop on PlayStation too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, just, love, they just, they just kind of said, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is out." Uh, <laughs> la, yeah, now, right now, <laughs> right now. And so, so that was that was a really cool yeah. thing. Um, they're also doing a remaster of Zone of the Enders two. Yeah, which I didn't even know was a thing. I only knew Zone of the Enders one. Yeah, came with a demo for Metal Gear Solid two, and that was the only, the only reason, reason that I bought it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then that's also going to have a VR component, which is amazing because mechs and VR oh, yeah. are a marriage made in heaven. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, we also have, also have Earth Defense Force Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's subtitled Iron, Iron Rain. Rain. Uh, and this is this is the the you defend the Earth against the bugs. The bugs are coming to get you. Yep. And you you got to shoot and blow them all up. Yep. And I played I played an EDF game, and I, I get what the, I get what they're doing. To me, it it um, 
it didn't have enough of a hook when it came to the story. I, I got the gameplay. It's interesting. Um, it's questionably fun. Um, but Questionably fun. The, the, the game that I played did not have enough of a story, enough of a reason to play. Gears of War is very similar. Hey, these things yeah. are, well, in Gears of War, they're actually coming out from underneath. But you, know, you have, hey, you have these disgusting things that are attacking and they're taking over and we have to kill them and they're huge. But uh, I didn't get enough of a story. Hopefully this one has more of a story to it. Okay, so um, I can actually tell you a little bit about the story okay. for this one. Uh, uh, so this is... They, they've been chronological, so, you know, up till now. And so uh, by the time we get to five, um, basically this is kind of a, a humanity is on its last legs type of thing. Okay. These are like the last pockets of humanity defending. And so I guess it assumes you lost all the other games. I don't know what the endings of the other games were. And I would hope it wasn't, oh, our battalion got squished. <laughs> because that would be a depressing yeah. ending, especially if it's hard. Well, just because your battalion did really well doesn't mean the entire war... You know, yeah, but they, 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 they always like to make us important. Of course. Of so, course they do. Um, so yeah, EDF5 is, is going to be a thing where uh, where you're you're just trying to... You're going up against overwhelming odds, um, and, and they've already basically taken over most of the planet. Okay. And it, they're hunting down the last uh, the last remnants. It's like and Destiny I, 2. Yeah, yeah and, and I like that idea. Yeah. That's so cool. that yeah. is cool. That is cool. Uh, we also got uh, Left Alive, which I'm not. Yeah. I'm not very familiar with. Are you? Are you familiar with Left Alive? Nobody is. Nobody is. Because uh, the the trailer that's playing right now is is all the information that we have yeah. so far. Yeah. Um, this is a a new game by Square Enix, and I'm really excited that they announced it because um, Square Enix is. <sighs> They can be hit or miss. Yeah. Well, they are hit or miss. Yeah. Um, they can be hit, I guess, is the <laughs> way I would phrase that. But yeah, uh, Left Alive is is a is a concept that uh, that just looks interesting, and and when I know more, I'll be able to tell whether it's something that I'm intrigued enough sure. by to check out. Sure. But uh, new properties from Square yeah. to me is a lot more interesting than than rehashing the yeah. stuff. Like uh, I Am Setsuna mm -hmm. was, you know, a, a throwback mechanically, but it was a new story, a new IP, a new yeah. world that they'd created. Yeah. And their 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 world building abilities are pretty exceptional. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this universe holds. Definitely. Definitely. I'm looking forward to Monster Hunter World. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've played a couple of hours of a couple of different Monster Hunters. Yeah. Um, I've pre-ordered this one. I, I love because I love Monster and, Yeah. And and you and you and I will be able to play yes, it. Yes, finally. Finally. Yeah, um, yeah I've, I have not pre-ordered yet, but I will be. Um, I love I love Monster Hunter. I love the, the world, but the Monster Hunters... Um, Monster Hunter, to me, uh, a lot of them had um, very repetitive uh, world, very repetitive sections. Uh, but one thing that I loved about it was uh, tracking down these giant beasts, grinding out specific, you know, to if you need more uh, uh, potions or you're needing to upgrade uh, different things uh, yeah. to to go out and hunt because that's the whole point. Yeah. Go out and hunt. Uh, I do. I don't know. I'm assuming this one also has the uh, the farm uh, in the uh, other Monster Hunter uh, games. You could create a farm to to plant uh, seeds and, and to be able yeah. to grow things as well. But obviously, you can't you can't do that with monsters. They're not domestic. Domesticated animals, so we right. have to go hunt those. Um, but speaking of domesticated animals, um, one of the one of the cat guys, yeah, like I, I don't know, I, I don't know what they're names. called, but the the, the the cat guys have have been a staple of the Monster Hunter series, and now you get a cat guy companion yes. that goes around with you. Can, and can you spec him? 
I wonder if you can. I, I know you can do equipment. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they've they told us anything about that yet. But That's any, fine. But this this is... Um, I've only played it single player before um, because I don't I don't like playing with other people. But I'll, I'll play I'll yeah, play games yeah. with you. Um, and so the the ability to go out and, and check out this world and it's gorgeous. Um, so yeah. yeah, because they they went for for a while they were exclusively handheld. Yeah, and so the graphics had an upper limit. And now the upper limit is about triple. Yeah, at least. At least. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm hopeful you can because you can give him different equipment. So I'm hoping you could give him a ranged uh, um, weapon or a close weapon, because yeah. uh, I don't care if he has low HP. If you give him, like, if you give him a, a sword, make him go fight. If you know, basically pull aggro. So yeah. if the beast is going after him, then you can go around and, and get him. See, as a cat person, I can't be on board with that. My my cat <laughs> is going to be sitting there. way back there. Just shooting arrows. And, and shooting arrows or throwing stuff or, or I don't know, healing me? <laughs> Heal, yeah, healing will work. Yeah, so, That's so completely fine. My, my cat is going to be way out of possible <laughs> hurt and die range yeah. so that he can run away when I die. Good stuff. But uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll go there and we'll bring our cats and we'll... We'll stream that and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, going wherever you want to do and playing with anyone you want to play with, the uh, Minecraft uh, Play Anywhere, Play Everywhere, whatever uh, update yeah. uh, is out, which was pushed out to to PlayStation and to Xbox. And it's, it's it's anywhere with a separate like paragraph for all the asterisks that yes. they have to put on there yeah. because it's it's not on Nintendo, it's not on PlayStation. No. They say that they're trying to put it on Nintendo, but they haven't yet and they're trying to so I thought it was I thought it was almost out on play on PlayStation. I'll have to look into that because I'm wanting to play with uh, with my nephew. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, going to create a server a server on this PC. Mm -hmm. So then he can access it and we can build stuff yeah. together. So like it's it's currently uh, just PCs and mobiles and wherever and else Xbox. they put it. Yeah, yeah. And so here's an Xbox. So if you have an Xbox, PC, mobile, you can all all play together that way. Um, so I would suggest uh, you know take a PC, launch the. I mean, the, the server doesn't take that much uh, memory. Launch the server yeah. and then go play with your friends because I'm I'm gonna basically make it so he can jump in and he can play uh, and build stuff with me. Yeah. Um, so are are, are y'all gonna are y'all gonna build a Halo? Uh, we may. We may build a Halo <laughs> because uh, the assets from from the Halo universe um, have been basically it's basically skins uh, yes. because Minecraft the game remains the same and you can you can build whatever but uh, yeah they they put like Master Chief and Cortana and a bunch of other skins in there and so yeah. that's that's some fun stuff to be able to see it's really cool this this was on the Xbox version uh, already because Xbox right uh, but now they're they're putting that out on other platforms which is a big deal. Um, yeah. You know, to for Xbox to uh, for Xbox to push that out on other properties, and for those uh, developer not developers, the um, uh, hardware manufacturers being mm -hmm. okay with having Halo on on whatever. I mean, you're not actually playing the game Halo, so I think that's right. really where they're but, like, yeah, whatever. Still. I mean, it's it's cool that it's open like that um, to to be able to do that. I uh, I do like a couple of the skins, but it throws me off when it changes the textures for the for the uh, like resources. Like it makes sense if you're just building stuff. Yeah. You're like, oh, I want it to look like King's Landing because there's like a fantasy. There's a Game of Thrones. There's yep. uh, Skyrim. Uh, but wasn't that already fantasy? Didn't that kind of how it started? Fantasy horror. What? Because it's it's Minecraft? zombies and swords. Minecraft and... is yeah, but it's like I mean, playful. But, yeah. It's like playful. Sorry, there's not a Game of Thrones. So there's a Skyrim. 
um, texture pack, so you could okay. build castles and right, whatever. Right, right. But whenever I'm like mining, it throws me off because I'm I've been playing Minecraft for what nine years, ten years now. Jeez. I've been playing Minecraft since the since the uh, the alpha, so. Uh, I'm used to cer seeing certain minerals a certain right. way. Um, it's not it's not bad, but I do like I like the fantasy um, and the um, I like the, the Skyrim uh, pack is one of my favorites because the chickens and everything just look a little more realistic, even in their cartoon forms. Yeah, because realism is what you go for in Minecraft. It's exactly what I go so for. So speaking of realism, mm -hmm. um, Danger Zone, where yeah. you crash cars into things and explode everything you possibly can. Um, they they are putting out so many more maps. Yeah. Uh, it, the the game launched with twelve, and so I've, I've I've blown up a bunch of cars there. Yeah. Um, but they they are are building it. They're keeping on working on that, and so um, they're they're saying that there's by I think they said uh, no December eighteenth they're going to have thirty eight total maps, and those are those are going to kind of roll out over yeah. over the next couple of months while they tweak them, let people play with them fix them and go from there yeah. and so uh this is this is kind of like a yacht club games type thing yeah. it's like well i already already bought the game but cool give me more stuff i'm like like we've said on on here um certain games i'll keep buying um because i want to keep um giving the developers money and keep them yeah. um keep them afloat because i want to see more art from them well, uh, i want and... i want to see burnout from them yeah yeah, and and the more money I can give Three Fields Entertainment, the more likely it is that they will make a burnout game because EA is not going to give me it's one. Because that's how that's how the economy works, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 great stuff. I I haven't played I haven't played this yet, but um, but I I appreciate them and need to play more. I still haven't played uh, Dangerous Golf. I have no Dangerous excuse. Dangerous Golf is so I have, fun. I have no excuse, but I haven't played Dangerous Golf, so yeah. I need to play that. Um, the, the, the girls will occasionally ask me to play the golf blowing up game. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, we live in such a wonderful time when that is a valid request from my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the topic of the episode show, as we call it totes. Every week we give you a topic uh, to to discuss, and we talk about your feelings on that topic. Um, think of it like a like a top ten list, but there's not ten necessarily ten of them, right. and it's your favorites. And not it's ours. collaborative. It is collaborative because we will absolutely contribute to this. We list. will contribute to this, and we want you to contribute to this. Every week we tweet that out uh, on Twitter because that's where tweets happen, mm -hmm. uh, and then we talk about it on the show. Uh, I would like to be able to announce it on the show as well, so we'll work on that as well. So just our YouTube people. Can, can jump in. Yeah. But this week's topic was our favorite uh, turn-based RPGs. Yeah. And so uh, we had a lot of Final Fantasy, as you'd expect. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa said Final Fantasy 4. Yes. Um, Owen said Final Fantasy 7 and 8. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris White said Final Fantasy 10. Mm -hmm. All of you, that's that that's nice. Tanner White got the right answer, which is Final Fantasy 6. There, there, but it's I love that series because it brings so many different yeah. things to different people. Yeah. Like, um... The, the twins in Final Fantasy IV and, and the, the search for Medio, that, that just 
blew all that into a different realm. Uh, yeah. A lot of people played Final Fantasy VII for the first time, and it continued with the the mixing of tech and magic. Yeah. Um, that that worked really well in six, and then they they leaned harder into the the uh, into the tech and and all that. Yeah. yeah. I, and which I, and I agree. The evilness of corporations and Gaia, and there, there's a lot of themes that run throughout the Final Fantasy yeah. series. Um, you know, you've got the Chocobos and the Cactrots and the Moogles and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's fun to see different iterations, different uh, uh, teams' takes yeah. on how these different things yeah. work. And so, yeah, th- that's that's pretty much always going to be a part of uh, turn-based RPGs, you know, until you get to 13 and then it's not really, and 14 and 11 are MMOs. But for the most part, Final Fantasy has been kind of a bastion of, of where this where this remains. yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so Chris White also said Cosmic Fantasy 2, which I'm not I'm not as familiar with. Do you, you play Cosmic Fantasy 2? No, no, I, I haven't. Either. But I'm, I'm interested, I'm, so I'm, I'm going to check out and see if it's for Vita. Yeah. Uh, I think that another one that doesn't get thrown in here enough, uh, I would say, is Pokemon. Yeah. Because po- yeah. Pokemon is a is a turn based RPG. You you level up your your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You choose uh, what what abilities that they're going to have. Basically, yeah. spec them uh, for for battle. It's turn based battle. Uh, I think that um, Pokemon is one of the few that's retained the time based aspect yeah. in in the current games, where a lot of these games are moving towards action RPGs, even if. Even if it's still on a timer, they try to make it more action-based, like the uh, Final yeah. Fantasy XV, um, trying to to uh, do the best of both worlds, which I think Final Fantasy VII, from what we're hearing, is action. Um, yeah. Which, I, to me, I say go all one way or all the other. Uh, God of War and other games have proven that you can do an action game. And Dark Souls, uh, we talk about Dark Souls a lot. Uh, you can do an action RPG that is all action and your your stats still matter. Yeah. That they matter in regards to your gameplay. So you still get that aspect of it. But um, turn-based RPGs, uh, historically, when the reason that they were turn-based uh, to, to begin with was the programming to do uh, combat. Yeah. was very intensive and if you had a game that did combat well your graphics were bad were, were, were poor uh, something else would suffer because of the amount of space uh, limitation even yeah. on PC because back then you had the big big floppy disks not even the tiny floppy disks but the floppy floppy disks you don't have enough space to put all these the stuff in the game so yeah. either your your game had uh, like Bard's Tale is a great example of that uh, Bard's Tale on PC not very good graphics good story um, never good graphics, never good combat. The combat is turn-based. Yeah, it it was a crutch that became uh, that became a um, a genre in regards to, to to turn-based. And I think that it's one that uh, still can do very well um, if done properly. Yeah. Um, my friend uh, Ben is working on a game, which uh, and I'm really looking forward to it because it's turn-based it's a turn-based rpg yeah. and he i know he did that uh because he likes the genre and also because that allows him to really dive into the story and not have to spend too much time worrying about combat mechanics yes yeah. he worries about him don't worry i mean <laughs> they still worry about it but yeah. um another game that, that you can't really talk about mm-hmm. turn-based rpgs without bringing up is chrono trigger yeah um that was another one that was released uh you know, in, in the mid-90s on the Super Nintendo. And the Super Nintendo and the PlayStation 1 are, are kind of the, the homes of the, the biggest. Um, wh- two other that I'm just going to mention briefly, uh, the Wild Arms series and uh, Suikoden 
two specifically. Suikoden 2 is the only one that I've played. Mm -hmm. um, you can get over 100 different characters. Really? Yeah. I had no and, idea. And you, you build a team, you build yeah. a kingdom, and so like there's there's a strategy element to it, but the, the combat itself is turn-based. You, you, you get a party going, and that's that's more fun because um, yeah. like the, the Dragon Warrior series, um, or Dragon Quest, um, was, you know, you had your the hero, the person, and, and you did that. But I really like when you can when you can build different characters differently and, and you can kind of build a team mm -hmm. to go and take on this. Oh, yeah, which um, is one thing. I mean, Final Fantasy VII was my first uh, time playing. I played a little bit of the timed RPGs, a little, uh, a little bit of those, um, but I never got to sit down and play one until Final Fantasy VII where I played it myself. And yeah. that, I think that's why we talk about usually your favorite Final Fantasy is the first one that you play. Yep. Um, and Final Fantasy VII was that for me because the the um, the the story and everything just resonated so so much with me. But you were talking about specking a team. You can specifically, uh, you know, choose to to build out your team in a in a, in a certain way, uh, and your you know the stats do more of the thinking. You you can. You can strategize not only with with your your play like in chess, yeah. but you also strategize with saying, okay, well, I'm going to play this chess game, but I'm going to have three queens, and I'm going to have you know like kind of to to balance out how you want to play the game, yeah. which I think is is really cool. Yeah. You, uh, instead of um, relying on uh, an NPC to try to catch up. And, uh, and and try to you know heal you or something. You get to heal, but you spec that character yeah. uh, justly. Yeah. And then um, we've got Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. Darkest Dungeon is it has 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 raised the genre to levels that that just blow my mind. <laughs> um, and I I, I kind of saved this toward the end because I want to talk about it more. Yeah. Um, okay. So you you played some of Darkest yes. Dungeon. Yeah. Um, and so you you are familiar with with a lot of the mechanics and things. Um, my favorite thing about Darkest Dungeon is that when you when you go in you you can kind of build out your your core team. Like mine is uh, Vestal, Plague Doctor, Man at Arms, uh, either the Leper or the Crusader, depending on who I'm fighting. Um, and so that way you have you have a lot of damage up front. You have a lot of damage uh, for the back row. You can run that however you want. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's it 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 just puts it, it it puts it on another level. And I've I've not seen another game that um, puts puts so much uh, into the RNG. Yeah. Because uh, with with a lot of other games, you know, you've you've got. Yeah, some random stuff that's going to happen. But if you do the bum rush with Saban in Final mm -hmm. Fantasy VI, you know it's going to hit for a crazy amount, and this is going to be the most powerful attack. Darkest Dungeon, you 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 know, shoot with your <laughs> with your arbalest, and you don't know. Yeah. You hope with every with every hit, there's a moment of, is it going to work? Is my plan yeah, going to work? Yeah. And and that bringing that level of tension yeah. to a turn based thing mm -hmm. is something that took us. Literally decades to figure out yeah. how to do, and yeah. I and I and I freaking love it, and that's that's the game that I'm I'm still playing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so turn so as far as turn based, you asked during the regular show if if turn based RPGs are dead, absolutely not. Uh, Tokyo RPG Factory is working on this. Mm -hmm. um, Red Hook is continuing to work on yeah. Darkest Dungeon and expand it and bring out yeah. new stuff. I haven't gotten to the Crimson Court yet, but that's that's next on my list, and. Um, it's it is a limitless pool from which they can pull oh, because because it's it's not something 
earlier in the discussion, you brought up that that a big part of the reason that the genre was invented was because of physical limitations. Mm -hmm. But it's not something like um, they had to build maps in a certain way back in in the 8-bit era and such because of the physical limitations, and we're now able to do more and better. Um, but as has been demonstrated with with like pixel art mm -hmm. and and with uh, with things like that, it's there's something about that mm -hmm. uh, this this particular mechanic that uh, whose 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 genius and ingenuity continues to be relevant because yeah. because we can we can still do those things and and last call out to darkest dungeon yeah. there are still new things that can be done with it i agree there's still new things to be done with it i'm it's it's a genre that i that i love i worry that uh, too many of the the younger uh, crowd uh, will um, won't uh, be patient enough for it and that's that's my biggest worry i, I think the that that's the the thing that um, i think there are Games that have shown that if you tap into a specific story or a theme, uh, that it'll still work because, like, the gameplay in regards to Five Nights at Freddy's, the gameplay yeah. is so simplistic, but it doesn't matter because right, of because the theme, because of the, the yeah. this, because of the strategy and everything. So, um, I'm I want this genre to continue, and I hope that there are games like uh, Darkest Dungeon and others that continue to show the depth of the property. Yeah. And uh, when which when we know more, uh, when I have more to talk about on which, I will uh, talk about that as well uh, from Heartstring Studios. But uh, let us know in the comments what your favorite uh, turn-based RPGs are, and also let us know if um, the first Final Fantasy you played is your favorite, and if it's not, which two games pulled up? Yeah, I would. I'd love to hear that. Talk to you guys later. Thank you.